0: Within the past 50 years or so, we have seen a lot of social democratic progress in human rights, freedom of expression, freedom of religion. Yet, in some countries, we still have legal bans on abortion, prostitution, homosexuality, and the likes. And sometimes, those bans are brought in by religious people, Christians or Muslims, etc. Now, the question is, how does God deal with those issues? So, it's God and the legal ban on abortion, prostitution, homosexuality, etc. That will be our topic. Welcome to all of you. My name is Isida Bonazevi, and this is Isida Zedek. of this question there are some things that we need to think about. First of all I'll start by saying that this will be from a Christian perspective. We need to ask ourselves some questions. As believers, as Christians, when we use or want to legally ban things such as abortion, prostitution, homosexuality and the likes, what do we really want to achieve? And to answer that question we need to ask ourselves what is our task? What is our job as per God? What per God's order is it to Win other people to Christ? Is it to expand the kingdom of God? Or is it to double down on the laws of God? Let's say the Ten Commandments or the old, the old bring back uh, the, 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 the way things were done in during the Old Testament time? Those are questions we need to ask. Those are questions we need to ask ourselves. according to the Bible, we ought to go to the nations and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to obey everything that Christ commanded us. Now how how do we achieve that? Do we achieve that? Do we achieve that by legally banning what is against the law of God? Is that the way of bringing people into repentance? Is that how the apostle or even Jesus himself approached the unbelievers or those who did not believe in those days? We need to ask ourselves those questions. And when I say it, what do we want to achieve? Is it our own goal or purposes that we want to achieve or we want to achieve God's purpose? Because as Christians and believers, we have a mandate from God, which is to expand the kingdom win souls to Christ. And not only do we have a mandate, but we also have a method, we have a strategy. There's a way of doing it. And the Bible says, how will they believe? If no one preaches, then how will they preach if they are not sent? So the main goal is to preach the gospel, to preach the kingdom of God. It is through that that we will win people to Christ by preaching with our words and also preaching with our conduct the way we live. The way we live out our Christian life. It is astonishing that. We tend now to go to the legal way and the, pres- the other question is this is this the highly spiritual approach to convince people of their sins righteousness and judgment and based on our own experience have we ever seen someone giving as we put it giving his life or giving their life to christ because of a ban on abortion homosexuality prostitution or, when, or any or any other kind of things we need to think about those things. I remember there was a time where in South Africa there was a proposal to have a, uh, a porn TV station uh, think on the cable something of that kind and there was a petition there Among Christians to reject that proposal and make sure that that thing didn't happen and it didn't happen. It was never agreed by the lawmakers to allow a porn TV on cable in South Africa and in those days when it happened I thought it was a good idea to stand up against a porn TV I was just expressing I thought we were just expressing I mean a Christian was just expressing their rights but at the same time now as I think about it expressing my right was at the same time infringing another person's right and that's not the main issue but the main issue is how they preventing that porn TV channel From airing brought people to Christ. How did it save souls in a sense of bringing people to repentance? I mean, today we have the internet on cell phones and horn is accessible almost anywhere in the world by anyone. And through all that approach, the right approach. Many times I think we are well intentioned, we have good intentions, we remain right, we mean good. Yeah we need to think about is it good in our eyes or is it good in God's eyes when it ask the answer in question and also think about the method. It is imperative for Christians, I believe, in order to achieve the purpose of God, in order to fulfill the mandate that was given unto them, to stick also to the method that was given unto them. In the time of the apostle and Paul went into all those nations where he went and preached the gospel of God was he never ever tried to bring the love of God into a legalistic form imposing things of God on people. But he wanted to preach the gospel, then people believed the gospel. And there was a change of heart, which led to a change of behavior. The Bible itself says that God, will are poor as a spirit, will pour poor in us, a new spirit, will give us a new heart. He will write his law on our hearts, not on tablets or stones anymore. So the law will be in us not impose on that, it will be in us uh, and we will just act out the law that is written in our heart. He was already telling us because he knew and by experience also it was evident that the law written on tablets would not change people because nobody could obey it anyway everything that was there. So he had to put it in our hearts and it became, we, it became part of us, it became our life and then we started to put it to practice. According to the Bible, if there is no change of heart, there can be no change of the person or the behavior if the, what is in the heart does not, is not reflected on what we do. One thing is fake. So we need to think about this. When we ban abortion, prostitution, homosexuality and the like, do we ban those things? on the outward rhyme or do we bend them inwardly as well? Because Jesus said that if so oh, Jesus talking about adultery said that you heard that adultery would was to be sexual with woman who not a, with not a wife if you're married or have an extramarital relationship. But if he said, that's not just there. If you look at a woman with with intention, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. But how can we, how can the physical, how can a legal ban on abortion stop a person from performing, from sinning, doing committing the sin of abortion in her heart? How can a legal ban on prostitution stop a person from committing that prostitution in her heart. How can a legal ban on homosexuality stop someone from committing homosexuality in their mind? It doesn't help. So though it seems alright, but it's actually not helping the case to bring somebody into repentance, it may, in fact, harden the heart of a person and push them away from repentance, because it's like imposing on them something that they did not, that their heart has not accepted yet. And even if they do not commit abortion or prostitution or homosexuality, on the, uh, outwardly. Because of fear of punishment, they will still do it in their heart, which matters, which matters more than what they do. And we will actually put them in a situation where, out of fear, they will pretend. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit the world of sin, righteousness and judgment and when we study and understand how the Spirit works, it's never by force, it's never by imposing his will on people. Never. Let's think about this. Whoever is a Christian, let's think. How many of us have been forced to become Christians? How many of us have been forced to adapt the faith of Christ? How many of us are forced every day to obey the law of God? Doesn't it come from our own decision, proceeding from our from the condition, state of our heart? Isn't that the thing? that we like about God, that we will be free to obey Him because we want to obey Him, not because we have to obey Him. And if God has given us that freedom, why all of a sudden do we think about not giving the same freedom to the people who are in the bondage? Or homosexuality or prostitution and abortion because as to think about it we were also part of the same people we've been redeemed from the same things and when we were in those things we did not like anyone else to impose on us their views or their demands we wanted to do things the way we wanted them to be done. Though the truth is that we were under the power of the devil. But still the idea is that we wanted to be free. So either do this or there. Now the Bible is very clear. No one is justified by the observance of the law. That is not even the law of man. This is the law of God, so if by the observance of the law of God nobody is, just, is justified, to justify, how on earth could we think that anybody could be just could be just justified by the observance of the law of man or by the fact that we're doubling down on the law of God? By imposing it as law in a country for everybody to abide by even though they don't believe in the God of the Christians. This may be controversial. Yet if you think about it and study the teaching and behavior of Christ and his apostle, I don't think that we can find an instant where Christ imposed his faith on him, or when Christ wanted, when told that his law should be imposed on the nation as a constitution or whatsoever. We may wonder and say, but, ah, but 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 people should behave in a good way. Yes, and we may say, what if we if we don't do that, people will just misbehave. There are things there proceed from the heart it doesn't matter whether the laws of a country are good or bad the core of the thing is that what is in the heart of the people let me give you an example if in a country it's legal to do something let, well, let me just give an example of this okay in most countries, it's not illegal. There's no punishment to fornicate. Yeah, I don't know of a country where it's officially illegal to fornicate, or where it is illegal to have an extramarital affair. Yet there are people who do not have marital extramarital affairs. There are people who do not fornicate. Based on what? Because the law of the nation does not forbid there. There is no inadiction. There is no punishment for there. But there are people who do not do it. Why? Because within themselves, they think it's not the right thing to do. So they have a law unto themselves. Though the law of the nation permits there, though there is no punishment there. That because of the law that is in within their own heart, they follow their own law that is within their heart, and they don't do it. So, in a country, anything can be permissible, But people will always act in accordance with what is in their heart. So if the law of God is written in someone's heart, they will act according to that law, no matter what the law of the state says. So if people are brought to Christ, the law of Christ will prevail in their lives and in their heart, and no matter what the law of the country of the country says about abortion, prostitution, homosexuality, they will live their lives according to the law that is within their heart. So if we tell people no abortion, no prostitution, no homosexuality, and criminalize those things, since the law in their heart is not a law that speaks against homosexuality or prostitution or abortion and the like, it will have no effect on them. They will always act according to the law that is written there in their hearts. And if in the heart the law is the law of that says the prostitution abortion that came they will act on that way and if we prevent them from acting that way, acting out that way, they will still do it in their heart. We need to think about what we want to achieve. If it is the expansion of the kingdom of God, if it is the expansion of the love of God and to the people, making disciples to Christ, we need to adopt the method of the Holy Spirit, which is simple. Christ the gospel of God's grace. Show them the love of God for our words and our behavior. And not rely on our own strength, on our own laws. Change people. But let the Holy Spirit perform the operation and the change within their hearts. And once the hearts are changed, their behavior will follow. I mean, we've seen Mary great seven demons, she changed, not because she was forced and coerced in anything, but because she saw, perceived, experienced the love of God, how much God, Jesus loved her, how much God loved her, and that changed her life, she repented, changed. And we talk about it today. And she's not the only one. Each and every one of us who are, each and every one of us, have gone through the same pain. We saw the love down God through us, acknowledge it, then change our heart. Sometimes, We need to go back to the basics, understand what is God's purpose for the nations, what is our task according to God, and the method that he has given unto us to achieve that purpose. We need to to figure out what is God's approach to these issues we damage or less we go against the very purpose that God want to achieve, that we claim we want to achieve, but through our actions and methods we might be going against achieving those purposes. Bring you too close. God and the legal ban on abortion, prostitution, homosexuality, etc. Anything that I've been saying, yeah, we need to ask ourselves: legally banning abortion, prostitution, homosexuality—is it God's way? Does it bring anybody to repentance? That is expanding the kingdom of God? Is it how the Holy Spirit works? Or is it just us? Or is it just we trying to do things our own way? Maybe. Maybe. It is time we made it over there. And we go back. And we went back to the way of God. Next time, the best.